Hey, welcome back to the CA Power Players Podcast. I got a special interview today. Man, someone that has accomplished a lot, super successful in the space. Please welcome from Houston, Texas, and Team 300 with NESB, a partner, Brian Celestine. There How you, you go. Uh, oh, what's going yeah, on? How you feeling, man? Dude, I love it, man. He's bringing the energy already. I can promise you guys, this interview will not lack energy, enthusiasm, or a love for insurance. That's right. That's right. Yes. Dude, dude, for those that don't know you or that don't realize how impressive you are, you're a humble dude. I may have to pull out some bragging moments along the way. Um, what's your story like, man? How, how, where, where are you from? How'd you grow up? How did you eventually get into insurance? What's all that look like? Yeah, man. Um, I'm from originally Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, you know, been in the business now about 15 years. Uh, I started out, like I said, in Lafayette at uh, New York Life is where I said that I, mm. I really cut my teeth in the business. Uh, was with them several years. Um, I was actually the top case writer uh, in the state of Louisiana. You know, wow. didn't make the most money, uh, but I, I did write the most policies by far. Um, and again, with them several years, man, and I had in my mind, uh, Cody, that I was going to be the CEO uh, of New York Life. True story. You know, and, you know, I wouldn't look into move, wouldn't looking for another opportunity but then I was introduced uh, to North American Senior Benefits. And, you know, I, I looked at it close, man, because I'm not a guy that bounces around. Mm. Uh, you know, so I really examined it. And I, I looked at the system. You know, I talked to the leadership and got uh, an idea for their vision, man. And, you know, again, once I dabbled in it, I was like, man, this, uh, this is an opportunity that I don't want to miss. And, yep. you know, started doing North American Senior Benefits over in Lafayette, was there about another year or so, and then I moved to Houston, Texas, man. And this is home. Uh, Houston, Texas has been with the company now 11 years, man. Making wow. that move from NASB to New York Life, man, has been the best business decision uh, that I've ever made, you know. Not I the best it. decision. My wife would say she's the best uh, decision that I've made, but, uh, That's right. you know, this is the best business decision. Yes. Yes. I love that, man. Um, wh where's your like talk about your school background because you're impressive and super eloquent. Yeah, man. Uh, well, and Head Start. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I went Perfect. to high school. <laughs> uh, I went to high school, man, in Lafayette, Acadiana High, uh, ran track, um, actually got a scholarship uh, for track, academic scholarship. You know, oh. went to back in that, that day was USL, University of Southern Louisiana. Uh, it's now UL of Lafayette. Went there for a little while, man. I went for nursing uh, mm. and decided that I didn't want to be a nurse. So I dropped out. Uh, and I'm so thankful because I'd be a nurse right now had I finished uh, and got into insurance, man. So that's what led me here. You'd be making a lot less money, too. And Yes, yes. And be on the front line of some stuff uh, I'm not interested in doing. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, what was what was what was at the nursing? Was it like you've always had a love for people and wanted to help people and just wanted to always have big heart, caring dude? Where where's that come from? Well, let me be honest, man. Um, my passion growing up uh, was music, right? And um, hmm. you know, some called me the best rapper alive, and that's what I thought that I, that's me. I call myself the best best rapper alive Un until until Eight Mile, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, still, still, but anyway. Uh, but, you know, I, I gave up on that, the music, and I really didn't know what I was going to do with my life at that point when I was in college. And, yeah. you know, the reason I chose nursing is my dad was like, dude, you should be a nurse. They always have jobs. 
And I was like, well, whatever. Okay, I guess I'll go because <laughs> they always have jobs. But it wasn't really a passion of mine. So yeah. um, I did well in the academic part. But when we got into um, the clinicals, man, when we started actually dealing with the patients and I was wiping butts and you know, I was I like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> this is not for me, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, you're like insurance. It is now. What 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 led? Yeah, what what led you to insurance though? Man, um, well, you know, I was selling cars immediately before I got into insurance, right? And the thing about selling cars, man, is you know I, I did very well, made a six figure income. Um, but oh. the thing is, is you know every month you're starting anew. And the thing that attracted me to life insurance was there's there's no glass ceiling, right? Not only could I build a residual income, which I loved. Um, but I can also yep. build an agency, um, which would allow me to, you know, I mean, duplicate myself, um, which was, you know, a, a, an important aspect. Right. So that's what led me to insurance, man. And I remember, you know, I was working at the car dealership, brother. And, you know, I had a boss yep. over there, uh, Cody. And that boss told me one day he said, Brian, I'm the reason why you can pay your mortgage. You know, essentially what mm. he was telling me, he was like, uh, I can approve your deals uh, or I can turn down your deals. And, you know, when he told me that, I was like, you know what? This man thinks he has too much power over me. And uh, mm. I don't want a man to ever think that, you know, I mean, all power comes from God, you know, from Yahweh. Uh, and, you know, from that point, I was like, you know what? Let me go get my insurance license. So I got it on my own and uh, I fired him, you know, and uh, got into insurance, man. I like that. I fired him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing bad. You say fired him. You say fired fired or high. I fired him. I fired that guy. Okay. I like. Yeah. I like that. That's good, man. I like. I like your outlook on some of that, man. And to go from making six figures to just leave, you know, and have enough belief and confidence in yourself to start over, but realize you're already starting every month anyway, and you're working a bajillion hours and weekends and holidays and all sort of stuff, you know. Can you still rap? I can. I love I that. He's like, dude, come on. I can still rap, man. I, I cannot. Okay. Just for the record. I cannot. Okay. I watch eight mile. I watch eight mile Eminem. I'm like, dude, I think I could rap. And I'm like, no, I can't rap. <laughs> That's like singing in the shower, right? You think you can sing uh, in the shower, right? So you yes. Can. Yes. That's exactly That's what my wife says too. She's like, yeah, you can't sing a lick. I'm like, but I sounded great in the shower. You know, right. that's right. Um, what was it about cars that you brought to insurance sales wise? The hustle, you know, um, you know, on the lot, man, I was, you know, I mean, that's the thing that separated me from, you know, the other people on the lot. Uh, people would sit down in their desk and they would wait for people to come to them. And that wasn't my style, man. I actually p- positioned my desk so that way wow. I can see whoever drives onto the lot. And as soon as somebody would drive onto the lot, I'd run out the door to be the first one. <laughs> and um, and I was just a hustler. And, you know, I, t- I think if you take that level of hustle to anything, you can be successful. And uh, yes. even if you're not that good, if you do it a lot, uh, some good things will happen. And um, that was one of the things that um, I took for- from it, man, that's been that's been great. It's worked out well. Yeah. How did your first few months and your first year look when you transitioned and jumped full force in insurance? How'd they go? Went great. You know, because, again, I, you know, what I what I lacked in ability, I made up with effort. Right. So I got right to it, man. You know, I, I got a script down. I mm. followed what they told me to do and I went do it a bunch. You know, so, I, you know, I set records at the Lafayette, Louisiana 
uh, New York Life office. I set records over there, man. They had never seen that many applications come through. And it was I was working, man. Day, you know, starting early, keeping yep. a schedule, being disciplined, uh, disciplined to my presentation and uh, it yielded results. Was it just an activity thing, you know? 100%. Yeah. But you were probably weren't working leads then. Is that fair no. or no? No, no leads, man. I remember the wow. first, how I got started with New York Life, I picked a random neighborhood, man. And I had a yellow pad, went knock on the doors. I said, hey, my name's Brian Celestine. Um, I'm representing New York Life. Uh, you probably didn't know you had a representative in this area. We're just here introducing ourselves to the community. Just want to get your name and number and I'll call you sometime in the future. And that day I got like 17 name and numbers. Right. And I would call them. And from that point on, Cody, at New York Life, I never had to knock another door because I made sure I got referrals in every single house. Whether I made the sale or didn't make the sale, my priority most of the time was making sure that I left with referrals and, you know, did very well with that. Yeah, we're similar in that respect. I started out with no leads door knocking as well. So I had a ton of respect for that because that is, it, it's not easy. <laughs> that's for sure. No, but sure. if that's what it takes, that's what it takes, you know, especially when that's you it. don't know any better and you don't know what's available yet, right? Um, which you learned with NASB. Um, how did you end up there from NYL to NASB? Yeah, man. Uh, well, I went to a meeting. This funny story. I went to a meeting for a whole nother company. Right. Expecting to okay. hear from a whole nother company. And, you know, the guy came, he flew in, he presented that other company. Uh, and then the individual who invited me, that guy left. He was like, all right, guys, well, I'm going to go. I got a plane to catch. So he left uh, out of that meeting room. Uh, it was an audience of people, by the way, that this gentleman was presenting to. He left. OK, the guy who invited me came to the front of the room. He was like, y'all forget everything that guy said. Shut then, up. Yes, man. Uh, and he presented North American senior benefits. And that's how I was introduced. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that guy's shadiness, man. It worked out well for me. <laughs> did, did the other guy ever hear about that? Eventually, he found out. Yes, eventually, he found out. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't leave so quick, right? Right, right. I stayed at all my meetings, man, till the very end. Yes, I love that. Um, is that is that something you did as well to like build your business and recruit and help people? Absolutely. Uh, meetings, road shows, boot camps, uh, still yep. do to this day. Um, you know, in fact, we have one in the in two weeks here in Houston. Uh, so if any of you want to attend, just give me a call. Uh, right. I will actually cover the cost of your ticket for you, man. But yeah, of, of course, man, presenting this to as many people as possible. Um, and something we place a heavy emphasis on here uh, is training, support and being really hands on uh, mm. with the agents that we deal with. We don't hire everyone. You know, we hire less people, the right people and spend a lot of time with the right people. And that, um, again, it's been it's worked out well for us. Yeah. How do you know if they're the right person? Obviously, you don't always know that. But what are you asking? What are you looking for? Man, I mean, coachability, right? Yep. Being coachable. You don't want somebody who thinks they know they know it all. Right. Yep. Um, you want somebody with a work ethic, you know. So if they have a work ethic and they're coachable, then, man, really and integrity driven. Uh, I'll throw yeah. that in as well. So if yeah. we can put those three things together, man, integrity driven, work ethic, coachability, then mm. you can teach someone how to be successful at this business.
Yes. Do you see those pieces before through certain questions or their resume or their story, or do you most likely see it after they start? Well, I, I think you see some of it before uh, if okay. you, you pry and ask the right questions. I like to do an introductory one-on-one, right? You know, kind of kind of speak to people and ask them questions. Hey, what is your why, right? What do you sure. want? You know, what's your schedule looking like? What, what do you uh, plan to do? So if you ask the right questions, you can get a feel uh, for some things to some degree. Now, whether someone is, is integrity driven, you know, sometimes that'll take longer to play out. Right. There'll be there'll be some red flags that you can catch along the path. Sure. sure. But um, it, it'll take a while to play out. And, and even, you know, you don't hear many people say, yeah, I'm a light worker. Right. Yeah. I, I, I like to work light. I'm you know, so lazy. I'm so lazy. I'm so lazy. Right. Most people don't do that. You know, they're going to say they're hard work or they're going to put into 40 hours, but then actions speak louder than words. And you'll see, OK, are they backing up, you know, what they say they want? Their why uh, is that followed with action? Are they disciplined in learning uh, their craft? Right. And you start to see early on, uh, you know, what people, uh, what they really got inside of. Mm, it's good. So, so good. And so when you transitioned to NASB, what did your time early as an agent look like there? You didn't have to go cold door knock and get phone and number from people. I'm just guessing. No, no. So we had a lead system, right? Uh, where we worked direct mail pieces. So like I told you, man, I was, you know, I got referrals early on. So I really had to switch my entire way of doing business. And the reason that I did it is so that way I can be duplicatable. Right. And teach the system yeah. because at New York Life, I was great at getting referrals. But what I saw there is that was hard to duplicate. People came and went. It was a revolving door. But having leads, if these same individuals had leads, then they can be successful and get in front of people who are interested in what they have. So making that transition, man, I dove right into the lead system uh, and started look going door to door, knocking with the lead. Yep. I like to take it to the door. Um, learned a new and entirely new presentation. And you know what? I've been saying the same thing since then. You know, I believe that the people who are most consistent will consistently sell more. So I'm consistent with yeah. my schedule. What did that look like? You know, Mondays, Tuesdays, uh, I work 10 to 8. Wednesdays, 10 to 6. Thursdays, 10 to 8. Fridays, 10 to 6. Saturdays, 10 to 8. Sundays, I was off. 56 hour work week. My goal was mm. to write 10,000 AP uh, plus per week. And I wrote at a high level, man. I, I won agent of the year here uh, at North American and, you know, wrote the most oh. business in the, in the country. And while I was doing that, man, I didn't have any agents. So I wanted to build my agency at the same time because that was really the big draw for me, being able to build an agency. Right. And yep. so uh, on the way to my first appointment, right, if I'm starting at 10, I got to leave at nine. I was making dials, calling resumes, you know, calling uh, different ads and whatnot. People would apply for the ads. Right. And um, doing interviews, man, I would field the calls throughout the day. I would get people in the car to come watch me, you know, because we believe, mm -hmm. hey, the person who field trains the most uh, are the ones who are going to grow the fastest. So did that early yeah. on, man, even from the beginning. And, you know, was I a leader then? Yes, I was a leader. Was I a good leader? Maybe not so good. But I also, you know, started working immediately on my personal development, man, reading and, yeah. you know, um, you know, John Maxwell and great leadership book, man. I don't know if you've read it. Tribal leadership. Phenomenal mm. book, man. Read that He's one. If you haven't. I recommend okay. that to all your viewers. Tribal leadership. That, that book was 
you know, uh, instrumental in a lot of the things that I do now. I love it. I've read a bunch of his books. I have not read that one. Tribal leadership. Well, tribal leadership is not John Maxwell. That's some. That's oh. three different authors. Yeah, it's a different, uh, it's a different group of authors, but phenomenal, phenomenal read. That's don't awesome. Don't listen. You, by the way, don't listen to the uh, the audio because that guy's boring. Read the book. Uh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Do not listen. Actually, read. You know what's funny, man? Is uh, I used to tell on the book thing. I used to tell myself I don't like to read. You know what's funny is the more I said that, the less I read. <laughs> and so now it's like, dude, if I want to like, if I want to be good at something, I just tell me, tell myself like, I, I, I'm not bad at it. You know what I mean? It's interesting how, how much we can like trick ourselves into thinking that there's a lot of people that are watching you. that are like, man, sitting down and reading a book. I don't know, man. You know, but dude, Brian's made so much money. He's worth, you know, a bunch of money. He's doing really well. And he's saying, Hey, Pick up the book and read it. That'll show you some coachability right there. See who actually does that. 100%, man. It'll be worth yeah. the read. You'll, you'll be glad you did. Absolutely. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, how many agents do you have now? Uh, man, we're about 70-ish guys and girls. Cool. Now, when I say 70-ish, you know, right, I'm, I'm talking about people who write business on a weekly basis, okay? Got it. You know, I know I hear some people say, how many agents? Oh, I have 500. How many write in business? Two. Two of them write business every week. No, no. I'm talking about real, you know, bona fide agents writing business. That's awesome. Yeah, which means you've got hundreds, but, you know, doesn't mean they're all working, which is, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. So I like that. I like the honesty in, uh, there. Um, the 56 hour week, you talked about that, which I love that. I want to kind of hit on that for a second. You give us the time, time breakdown for each day, 10 day, 10 day, 10 to six, 10 day, 10 to six, something like that. Um, 10 grand. What did, what was the anatomy of the $10,000 week for you? We've got the, we got the schedule. We've got the number kind of break that down. What's that look like? Yeah. How sure. did you achieve that? So, what you want to do, man, is if you can get make a career of doing 15 to 25 presentations per week. OK, now I'm not talking about just, you know, I'm talking about real in the home, sitting down, presenting. Right. If you can do 15 to 25 interviews, get 30 mm -hmm. what we call platinum leads. So these are direct mail pieces that we use. 30 platinum leads get you, you know, you do 15 to 25 presentations from those leads. And uh, if you do the presentation that I've done, um, you can get 10,000 per week or more. Wow. Right. I've had, you know, uh, 30 something thousand weeks. So um, but if you can make a career of doing that 15 to 25 on 30 fresh leads, platinum leads uh, and actually taking that to the door, I think that's important. You know, calling is one thing and you can be mm. successful calling because I do that as well. But there's nothing like taking a lead to the door where the individual can see their handwriting, their signature. You're not caught up in that telemarketing because, listen, I got calls today from people who, you know, oh, you did this about. No, I didn't click. Right. So you don't want to get caught up in that. So take it to the door and uh, with mm. a smiling face, you know, it's hard to, to, to slam the door when I'm smiling this big, man. You know, it's hard. That's right. That's right, man. You got a good smile too. Uh, $10,000, $10, bucks, 30 platinum leads, 15 to 25 presentations per week with your presentation, taking the lead to the door. That's how you 10, 10x a lead investment, man. What did it cost you? Like 900, 900,000 bucks a week for those? Something like that? Yeah. So yeah, about that, about nine right now, 960. Uh, back when I was in the field full-time, it was a little less than that, but obviously postage is going up. So yeah, it's about $960. Sure. Right now. 
I love that, man. How to 10x a lead investment. That's phenomenal. Um, we should do another podcast on that, man. Who knows? 10X. Dude, we should. That's a good, that's a good concept, right? That's a good concept. Um, what advice would you give to an agent that's out there that's like, man, I'm kind of doing this thing part-time. I, I, I am doing it part-time or I'm just kind of working part-time. One of the two, the same result either way. Um, and I'm not consistently buying leads. I'm struggling. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. I'm thinking about tapping out and quitting. I would, I would, I would bet there's half a million to a million insurance agents in the U.S. that that just described. Um, what would you say to those individuals? What advice would you give? Okay, so I can give you a recipe uh, that will ensure your your success if you do it. This business, mm. you know, it, it boils down to four things: the four C's. Right. If you do these four C's, then you'll be successful. Number one, consistent schedule. Right. If you you know, if you're doing this part time, then stop. If you're serious about your success. I mean, what are you going to do part time? Uh, that's what are you expecting? Right. So make right. a schedule. Now, it doesn't have to be a 56 hour work week, Cody. Right. It can be 40. We're adults. So adults, you should at least be willing to put in 40 hours as an adult. Right. So if you can have a consistent schedule now, look at yourself as a business. Right. When you're 1099, you're a business owner, whether you know it or not. And if you know, I've worked at different companies throughout my life. When I was a kid, I worked at McDonald's. You know, I worked at Walmart. I worked at this pizza place called Mr. Gaddy's. All of these businesses, all of these companies had something in common. They were so committed to their schedule. They had it written on the door. Right. Mm. So if you don't go to McDonald's and they say they're going to open up at 6 a.m. And if you get there at 630, they say, uh, you know, come back in an hour. Uh, <sighs> to right. Or, or if you go to Walmart and they say they're opening up at 7 a.m., you know, at 702, you're going to be looking through the door like, is somebody going to open this two minutes late? Right. So you are a business. You have to treat your business like a, a business. So have hours of operation consistent schedule. Number two mm. is a consistent lead flow. We just spoke about that. The key is to do it every week. You can't do it every other week, right? Using that same analogy, people try to save money on leads, okay? Well, let's use the McDonald's analogy I'm just using. What if McDonald's said, let's save money this week. Let's not mm. buy any patties, any buns, or any fries. You know, we'll save, you know, X amount of money this week. How will that work out for them? Well, it wouldn't work out well, right? Because that is their inventory. Now, the leads are your inventory. So you need inventory. You need your shelves stocked, so to speak, uh, with clients. Um, and those are your leads. So you may have to make sure you do it every week. So consistent lead flow every week. Number three, third C is a consistent presentation. You got mm. I say the same thing every single time, Cody. I know my presentation so well. Now, I'm not a robot. It sounds conversational. And I can converse with the client on anything they want to talk about. You know, they can interrupt me and start talking about their cat Fluffy and I can engage them. Yes, that cat is Fluffy, Miss Johnson, one of the fluffiest I've seen. You should be proud. But then I can get back to the point in the presentation that I left off because I know it so well. So consistent presentation is key. Uh, and then consistent communication. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, speaking to your upline, it's not a term I like to use, but your manager, your partner in the business. Right. We have a daily call that we do a daily training call, being a part of that daily training slash accountability call every single day when you're in the home and you don't know which company to to go with. Right. Calling your manager in the home uh, so we can help you with the underwriting. So if you can do those four things right. Consistent schedule 
consistent lead flow, consistent presentation, consistent communication. And I always add a fifth C. I know I say those are the four C's, but the fifth C code is to consistently do the four C's. You can't pick one uh, or two. Yeah. Try it this week, and then we're going to do the other two the next week. They go, the magic happens when you put them all, the, all together, right? It's like making a fist, right? You're not going to hit it very, somebody very hard with one finger or two fingers. But when you ball that fist, man, that's where the power comes from. Uh, and it's the same boom. thing in this business. When you do that, boom, you can quit your job, and you can start making money doing this immediately. That's good, man. So good. I love the I love the consistency of that, man. That's solid. Um, phenomenal. If if someone wants to learn more and about you and reach out, how can they do that? Where should they go? Yeah, man. Call me directly, man. I like having conversations. Uh, so Brian Celestine. Now let me give you my number. Can I do that? 337-412-2082. 337-412-2082. Give me a call. Um, if you're looking for a partner in this business, if you're looking for some mentorship, I believe that the fastest way to become successful uh, is good mentorship. Somebody who's been there and who's at where you're looking to go. Um, and uh, yeah, give me a call, man. We're looking for integrity driven, hardworking, uh, coachable, teachable people, man. I love it. Brian, you're amazing. Phenomenal, phenomenal content. I've got two complete pages and I started with nothing. Um, I started thank you for joining. Cool, man. I did, man. I did. Two complete pages now, bro. Like this is phenomenal content. You guys need to absorb this, follow this, reach out and connect with this dude. Brian, thank you for your time. You're amazing. Appreciate you, man. Uh, ooh, shout out to Team 300. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I can't promise the next guest will be as cool as Brian Celestine. But either way, we'll see you next time.